Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The NBA season is in the books, and we have a brand-new champion, the Denver Nuggets, winning the title the first time in the 47-year history of the franchise. They also had gone nine years in the old ABA without winning a championship. If you're watching us on YouTube, we welcome you in, and you probably noticed uh, the star of the show, Stacy King, is not with us. Stacy is not feeling well at all under the weather, and if he would have been able to join us in any fashion, he certainly would have. Uh, he will be with us next Thursday when we have our live draft show that's going to be at McGonagall's in Barrington, and we're looking forward to that. Right now, the Bulls don't have a draft pick, but if you've been following the rumor mill around the league right now, they may make a trade between now and next Thursday that gets them a draft pick. And uh, I know you've been out to McGonagall's, Tim, and uh, they're looking forward to having us out there. Yeah, they are. They're promoting it now, and they're getting ready for us, and that's a lot to plan for. Okay, so for people that want to come out there, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the information on the screen. McGonagall's Pub, 105 South Cook Street in Barrington. The draft starts at 7 o'clock. We'll be out there a little bit earlier. Stacy's going to bring some of his signature hot sauce. We'll have some giveaways and have a good time. They've got great food out there as well, so you can uh, plan on having your meal out there before you enjoy the draft coverage that we're going to provide. And, you know, I know that uh, you were out there during the NFL draft and a, a nice crowd. Yeah, yeah, they brought out. them in, even though they didn't make it over there till <laughs> later, but uh, gave away a lot of hot sauce. We'll do some of that again and uh, some other prizes. And there's going to be some food made with the hot sauce, so some wings and other dishes. And Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and they're going to plan a big crowd, so we're going to be in the upstairs as well as the downstairs. Now, if Stacey were here, he would be the first to point out that uh, two of the three of us got our NBA Finals prediction correct. Uh, Tim did not. He changed his mind at the last minute, went with the Miami Heat riding the Jimmy Butler bandwagon. That didn't pay off for you. Well, I, I, I knew it wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea was I couldn't do the same thing and go with the safe bet, and uh, it turned out I was absolutely wrong. So It seemed like Jimmy just ran out of gas. He carried him through the first three rounds. There was talk about you know he had sprained an ankle in the, in the Knicks series and wasn't 100%. Jimmy, to his credit, didn't use that as an excuse. He said, we just got beat by a better team in this series. But it just he, he didn't really seem like he was playing at the a same level while. he was in the earlier rounds. Yeah, so right at the end of that last game, it looked like he was going to turn it back on and go pull right. Jimmy on him, and uh, that was a pretty exciting ending. Yeah, he was having a horrible shooting night. Then he made a couple of threes, and he got the, the benefit of a very questionable call, went to the free throw line. Miami actually took the lead in the last couple of minutes, but they weren't able to carry it through. 
And it was funny afterwards, uh, Nikola Jokic was basically saying, can I go home now and take care of my horses? He didn't want to hang around for the parade, which was earlier on mm-hmm. Thursday. He just didn't want any part of the celebration. Even when he was spraying champagne, he was doing it half-heartedly. So here, here's a guy that that talks one way and really lives that way. Some guys will say one thing and really want the adulation, but he's not a guy that really looks for the attention. Yeah, and you saw everyone guzzling beers and so <laughs> forth, and he's carrying his daughter. <laughs> right, and he, and later he, he did throw Jamal Murray into the pool in the in the training facility, so at least he had he had that much fun. But now the parade is over, the Denver Nuggets are champions, and uh, Nikola Jokic can go back to uh, harness racing in Serbia. It's got to be exciting. <laughs> Can you imagine that? A 6'7", 270-pound guy doing harness racing. Yeah, I wonder if he meets up with the other joker over there, the other great. You think they meet up? I don't know, but he, he won the French Open. So, yeah, yeah. it's definitely they, they share some talk about being the greatest. And uh, Djokovic now, the uh, Novak Djokovic now, the, the biggest winner in men's tennis. Did you see that picture of, uh, of uh, the other joker, tennis joker, wearing the Nuggets sweatshirt when he was like seven years old? Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, 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 that was definitely good. I mean, obviously, this is a guy that his story, if you follow the Nikola Jokic story, a guy that uh, went from a pudgy kid in Serbia to being the best basketball player in the world. So that's that's really something. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals, the upcoming NBA Draft, free agency, and we'll mix in a little baseball and football with our special guest, David Kaplan. He is the star of the Cap and Jay Hood Show, Mornings on ESPN 1000. He also has his own YouTube channel where he posts the recap. He's got... Cubs White Sox coverage on a daily basis as well as every night he posts an update on what's going on in the world of Chicago sports so Cap is going to join us in just a couple of minutes so make sure you keep it right here before we do that I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors Jeff Fukovich when it comes to insurance for your auto home and business make sure you contact the king of insurance our good buddy nationwide agent Jeff Fukovich you can reach him at jeffvuk.com that's jeffvuk.com. And Tim and I would sing the jingle, but if Stacy was, uh, when Stacy watches this, he'd be rolling over and saying, what, what are you guys doing? You're wrecking the whole thing. Anyone else want to jump in? Sriracha crew? <laughs> no, they're, they're, everyone's yeah. looking down. They've had their Looking chances. down at their work. They've been humiliated before trying to sing the jingle. So we will tell you the Nationwide is on your side. So contact our buddy Jeff Vukovich for all your insurance needs. Coming up next, it's the Catman. My good buddy David Kaplan is our special guest. We're going to spray to all fields. And if you want to join us on our live chat, if you're following on YouTube and want to post some questions, we'll be trying to get to some of those as well. So David Kaplan next on episode 134 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. 
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back. Episode 134 of Gimme the Hot Sauce rolls on. And if you're just uh, joining on YouTube, want to let you know that our Good friend, the star of the show, Stacey King, is under the weather, so he's not going to be able to, to join us on this week's episode, but he will be back next Thursday when we do our live NBA draft show from McGonagall's Pub in Barrington. So I, want, I wanted to reach out to a good friend, David Kaplan, and uh, see if he was free to join us for a few minutes. And Cap, as always, picked up the phone and said, whatever you need. So I appreciate you joining us, Cap, and, and we're going to talk a lot of NBA and some baseball and football as well. But first, we want to talk about something that you did today, you were out at the site of the Schaumburg Boomers baseball team throwing out the first pitch. We're going to play a little video of you throwing it out. And uh, you, I know you can't see the video, but were you, do you ever get nervous when you go out and do something like that? I did not get nervous today. I did it last year after walking 26 miles. We ended <laughs> the walk at guaranteed rate. And of course, I bounced it in with Liam Hendricks catching. And he just looked at me and went, You played? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, today was fine. I got it there. I made sure I warmed up first. And you, I, I know that we used to talk about this when we were teammates over at NBC Sports Chicago. You played in a 40 and over baseball league and you were pitching. When, when did you stop doing that? So two years ago, I got a call from a good friend of mine, Billy Alvarez, who said, hey, now we've got a 60 and over team. And I was 60. He said, you want to pitch on that team? So I pitched a little. I played second base and had a good year offensively. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but I gave it up. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, I mean, you get to be of a certain age, and you worry about that Achilles snapping or something else going, because let's face it, we're not as limber as we used to be. Yeah, no shot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cap, let's start out talking about the big news of the day. Not really news, but it's one of those uh, reports that come out periodically. Uh, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports does a really good job covering the NBA. Kind of had a catch-all column about possible trades that might be happening in the league. And, of course, Chicago fans perked up when they saw Zach Levine's name being mentioned. And what Jake wrote was that uh, the Bulls are making calls to gauge interest. Now, that sounds like there's something there, but, Cap, you know, as a veteran in the media business, that's just due diligence. NBA general managers are going to be calling around the league just to see if there's a potential matchup. Doesn't mean that they're close on anything. No, that's exactly correct. I mean, you make calls all the time. Look, I was a low-level regional scout with the Sonics for two years and the Pacers for two years. And I worked for the late George Irvin, who also coached that team. And our boss was Donnie Walsh back then, who I think is one of the most brilliant basketball minds I ever got a chance to be around. And I remember hearing something. There was no social media. There was no internet. And I remember hearing something at the pre-draft camp that Indiana was making calls about Reggie Miller. And I walked up to him in the Hyatt Regency on Wacker. I said, 
are we trading Reggie Miller? And he looked at me and he goes, <laughs> I don't believe all those calls out there. He goes, no, we're not trading Reggie Miller. So, yeah, is Zach, Zach getting moved? I don't think so. But look, when your team doesn't even make the playoffs, it only gets in in the play-in, you have to explore everything. You have to. And that's really the only route that the Bulls have to drastically reshape this roster. They have no cap space. They have no draft picks. The only way they can make this roster significantly different is by trading one of their big money stars. And there were rumors at the trade deadline that the New York Knicks, coached by our friend Tom Thibodeau, had some interest in acquiring Zach Levine. You know, they got to the second round of the playoffs this year. Actually, did they? Yeah, yeah. They beat Cleveland in the first round, and they lost to Miami in the second round. So, you know how Tibbs loves veterans? A guy like DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine might be really coveted by a Tom Thibodeau New York Knicks team. So I think when you look at the roster and the fact they have young players and they have some extra draft picks, there could be a match between the Bulls and the Knicks. So there could be a match. Look, I I cannot believe that this Bulls team can stay as it is without finding a pure point guard, someone that you go, okay, you can organize my offense, make a few shots, be a solid leader for us and then add some shooting, or what are you doing? You, you have to improve in those areas. And if that means you have to move one of the big three, then you got to do it. But I, I keep hearing that if the right uh, opportunity presented itself, they would go into the luxury tax. Now, does that mean they're going to spend $500 million like Golden State does on everything they do in basketball operations? No, I don't think it means that. But I do think that Jerry and Michael – Reinsdorf want to win. Now that doesn't mean win at all costs, but I think they're going to explore every possible avenue that's out there. Cap, I know that uh, AK said in his end of the year press conference that he wanted to keep the continuity. He valued the core. He said that they'd like to re-sign Nikola Vucevic and Kobe White. But you know, executives say say stuff all the time that they don't really mean. I honestly believe that before draft day, or at least before the start of free agency, either Zach or DeMar is going to be traded. What do you think? Uh, I agree with you. I do think they're going to move somebody because you have to sign DeMar to an extension this summer. He's walking at the end of the season. So if he goes out and plays like DeMar, and he's a a 23-point-a-game scorer, and he hits some clutch shots, and he looks like he's still healthy because he takes just amazing care of himself, he's walking. He's not going to be back here. So I don't think they're extending him for big money. I don't. So I think he is more likely to get moved. You know, I'm not sure if this is accurate, but Cap, we have a live chat going during the, this live YouTube show, and there's, there's a Stacy King on the chat saying, my guy Cap, and then later he goes, whispers, ask, ask a, a question. question. You think that's really Stacy? It looks like his face. So ask a question. Stacy wants you to ask a question. No, I was going to start asking him those personal questions because when he's a guest, that's when I start going at it. All right, we'll save Whisper's personal questions. I got a whole series for Cap here. So we'll we'll stick with the NBA for a while. (laughs) Oh, I I would love to tangle with Stacy. I love that dude. (laughs) And Stacy just on the live chat says, hell yeah, it's me. So, Stacy, we hope you're feeling okay. We miss you. The whole Sriracha crew sends their best, and we look forward to having you back here for next week's show at McGonagall's. A lot of rumors flying around there, Cap. Bradley Beal, supposedly he and his agent are working with the Wizards to find a new home. 
Uh, Damian Lillard with some cryptic comments that if they don't make the right moves, if they take that third pick and add another young player, we might have to have a conversation about moving me. There's a rumor that uh, the New Orleans Pelicans might trade Zion Williamson to Charlotte for the second pick Pass. in the draft Run to get the Scoot Hand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so yeah, let's start. Where do, where do you want to start? You want to start with Zion? I mean, you, you played at Duke. Obviously, Michael Jordan's still the majority owner there. They could sell tickets with Zion, but he's never healthy. So if you look at New Orleans and you look at that team, the day of the lottery when they won Zion, everyone was like all fired up. And in Chicago, we went, all right, we're picking seventh again. I was not devastated losing that lottery. I was never a huge Zion guy. Look, if he's in great shape and he's healthy, he's a really talented player. I'm not telling you he's not. He just doesn't always seem to me to be fully all in on being in shape, staying healthy. There's always drama around him. Hard pass for me. I don't want him. So you think that the, the, there's some debate about whether Charlotte will take Scoot Henderson or the forward from Alabama, do you think that they value either of those players more than a potential trade for Zion Williamson? Boy, I like Scoot Henderson. You know, the whole, the thing with the kid from Alabama, Brandon Miller. I would have to have my, like every team has a security detail and they do more homework. I was talking to a friend of mine who coaches in the NFL. He said, you cannot imagine, because we have two retired FBI agents on our staff. And the intel and info they get, he said, goes back to the fifth grade. He said they talk to everybody because of the millions and millions of dollars that are at stake. Not just, as he said to me, in the amount of cash you're giving, but if that person is on your team and causes you major embarrassment or worse, he said, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars of negative PR. He said, so they do all their homework. I would really have questions about uh, the kid from Alabama. Right. I really like Scoot Henderson. That that guy is very intriguing. And he blew the Charlotte team away with his workout. You know, I, I know that he's supposed to meet with Michael Jordan before the draft, and that'll be interesting to see how that conversation goes. Michael will probably want to get out of the court with him and play one-on-one, but when you looked at some of the video of him in the workout, this guy's a chiseled 6'3 guard. He could be the next great point guard in the league, and I think that any team that passes on him is, is going to regret it. Yeah, that's why, again, I don't think that somebody sitting there, Portland or whoever, is going to say, all right, give me Zach Levine and his money, and yeah. I'll give you the rights to that kid. Right. You know, it's going to take more than that to get him. And I don't know if the Bulls have what it takes to go get that player. But that's the guy I want. That guy for me, as I'm rebuilding, and now I've got a 20-year-old, whatever he is, and that guy's going to have the ball in his hands and lead my team, sign me up. So what do you think about all this Damian Lillard talk? He seems to be making veiled threats that if you don't make the roster moves I want, I'm going to ask out. Do you think he's finally going to ask out of Portland? still don't believe it. He went to Weber State. He's from that general area. He is a just an iconic name in that city. I don't believe he's getting moved. I'll be very surprised if he gets moved. I mean, the Bulls won't be in play because what are you giving up to get him? No, they wouldn't want any- they wouldn't want Zach. No, they wouldn't want Zach and I don't think Damian would want Chicago. Right. 
So, well, there's been some talk. You know, the Blazers owe the Bulls a future first round pick from that Lowry Markin and three team trade a couple of years ago. Correct. But it's lottery protected, and there's some talk that they might be, try to convince the Bulls to take the number 23 pick in this year's draft that the Knicks owe them and say, okay, we're square now. Is that something if you were AK you would you would do? I mean, 23 is not a great pick, but I know they want to get into this draft somehow. Boy, um, I'd have to really know to the nth degree. What are my analytics people telling me what they believe I'm going to get for that pick down the road. If they say you're probably going to end up with a second round pick, here's what our analytics are projecting say. Then take the 23rd pick and roll the dice because I don't have to remind anybody that the guy who's won two MVPs and was just finals MVP and didn't want to go to the parade today, by the way, and said, I I, parade, I need to go home. Yeah, we talked about that. (laughs) He was the 42nd or 43rd pick in the draft. So, you can find guys anywhere, anywhere. So 23 is better than a second-round pick, and a second-round pick is better than no pick at all. So you expect this to be an offseason of change in the NBA. Obviously, Miami getting to the finals is a number eight seed, and now we see them linked in potential trades with both Lillard and Bradley Beal, especially Bradley Beal. Because when you look at Miami, they've got some contracts that they can move. They could be a player in getting a, a guy like that to play with, with Jimmy and Bam Adebayo and really give themselves a shot at the title next year. So for me, that is a top five franchise, the way they're run in any sport in America. Pat Riley sets a culture. They challenge each other. Their ownership, you never hear anything about their owners. Nothing. Pat runs the show. You remember, Mark, we were sitting at NBC Sports Chicago when they first, it was Comcast Sportsnet all the way back, when they hired Eric Spolstra, many people around basketball went, oh, there's a lackey that LeBron handpicked so he yeah. can call all the shots. Eric Spolstra's going to go down as one of the 10 best NBA coaches when he retires of all time. He's still standing. I love the way that the Heat does their business and the fact that they can get to the finals. They didn't win it. They ran out of gas. Jimmy Butler becomes available. We'll take him. We're going to draft Tyler Hero. We're going to – Bulls don't want Max Struess. Sign us up. We'll let him rehab down here. Oh, Duncan Robinson, shooter, we'll take him too. Oh, that guy's undrafted and that guy's undrafted. We'll develop them as well. So, boy, to see Bradley Beal or Zach Levine or one of those guys go down there and make them better would be disappointing. But, man, oh, man, that Miami thing is really impressive. Think there's any chance the Bulls go after one of their undrafted free agents, uh, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent? Any chance they could use that mid-level exception and wrangle one of those guys up here? That I would love to get either one. You need shooting. Gabe Vincent, to run my point, I would be thrilled if they could go get him. Let me ask you a question. What if Miami said to you, we'll give you Tyler Hero, a sign-and-trade for Max Struess, we want Zach Levine. You doing that? I got to get some draft picks, and Miami doesn't have a lot of them. I don't know if there's a match for Zach Levine. I, I, that's why I think that they're more likely to trade DeRozan because I think you would you would take a salary match and a, and a first-rounder for DeMar. I think you'd want more for Levine because you look at what Cleveland got last year for, for – or Utah got for Donovan Mitchell. They got three players and, like, four first-round draft picks, and I think Zach and Donovan Mitchell are, are pretty comparable players. They are. They are. So if they said to you, give us DeRozan, we'll give you a hero, and a sign and trade for Max Truce. You doing that? 
Yeah, and a, and a future first rounder, I'd want to. Okay, so if you got that and then had the ability to go out and also sign a Gabe Vincent or whoever, you've changed the right. dynamic of your team then. Yeah. Hey, Stacy's following along on the chat, Cap, and he said that he wants you back on the show when he's in studio. He says you're one of the best in the business. So Stacy uh, appreciates your work and, and joining us on a last minute notice. Uh, I know that I want Love you, you to Stacy. I want you to share the story since Stacy's listening right now. Tell the story. I know you've told us on the air, but, but a lot of our listeners may not have heard it. How you inadvertently stopped the Scottie Pippen trade to Seattle back in 1997. So this is a totally 100% true story, and then I verified it through two sources. So I'll wind you through it. I'll try and make it fairly quick. I was working as a scout in the NBA, as I said earlier, two years with Seattle and then two years with the Pacers. And on the side, I was working for a company called Star Picks, and they did draft pick cards. Their first set was 1990. And so I would deal with the agents, Arn Tellum and David Falk and all these guys, and I would sign their players to these card contracts. And we would pay them the day their college eligibility ended because the cards had them in their college uniform. Here you go. Here's five grand, 10 grand, whatever the number was. So I am at the draft a few years later interviewing. I'd done a favor for this agent, Dr. Charles Tucker. You remember him yeah. from Michigan State. He was a professor up there. He at one time had Mark Aguirre, Isaiah Thomas, and one more really good player. I can't remember who it was. He's representing Big Dog Robinson. He's representing Jalen Rose and Jawan Howard. Jawan went to my camps. Like, we're t we had a great relationship. So I down there, I interview him the day of the draft. The draft's in Indianapolis. I get on the elevator with Jeff Corbett, who you know. Yeah. He still works at NBC Corby, yeah. as, a, as a cameraman. We get in the elevator. There's no internet to send the tape back digitally. We got to get the interview done, get in the car, and drive back to Chicago. As we get on the elevator, there's this guy in the back of the elevator. He goes, hey, are you Cap? I am. He said, oh, I'm so-and-so. I work for Tony Dutt and James Bryant. They're two agents based in Oklahoma City. And he said, I'm going to be seeing a lot more of you. You are? Why is that? He said, because we, our number one client, Sean Kemp, he just got traded to the Bulls five minutes ago. <laughs> Excuse me? Wait a minute. The Rain Man's coming to Chicago. And what did the Bulls give up? Scotty Pippen. <laughs> he goes, I've got the trade right here. It's Pippen to Seattle for Kemp, Ricky Pierce, and the 11th pick in the first round, I believe, was the number. I said, there's no way that's true. He said, I'm leaving Indy right now. I'm driving to Chicago. I have to meet Sean's plane. He has to pass a physical before tonight's draft. This is like 11 o'clock in the morning in Indy. Corby is standing there with me. We we're both like, oh, my God. Now, I had a cell phone, but there's no Internet. There's no Twitter. There's no Facebook. None of that. So I pick up the phone, and I call his bosses. And I had been good to them with these card deals. I said, Tony, um, I just got a tip. I didn't tell him it was from his own guy. Is Sean Kemp traded to Chicago? Yes. Deal's done. Oh, my God. I call in on ES. It wasn't ESPN. Then it was WMVP AM 1000. I call in. They put me on. And all hell breaks loose. I report this 
and all day long. It is everywhere. Now the draft happens, and the Bulls pick whoever they took in 1990, and there is, or 94, it was the 94 draft, I think it was. There is no trade. They, Jerry Krause, rest in peace, comes out, and the media is like, Jerry, there was a report today that you acquired Sean Kemp for Scottie Pippen. I don't know where David Kaplan got that story. We did not approach Seattle was his quote. So I'm getting crushed. I mean destroyed on the sports talk stations. And I can't believe I'm wrong on this. Trade obviously doesn't happen. Now I get a call from Mark Workentine. He's working for Portland the next year. They have three first-round picks, and three guys that played on my AAU team were Donnie Boyce, Michael Finley, Sherelle Ford. They all had me listed as a reference on some form for the NBA. Hey, man, I'm going to be in town for the pre-draft camp. I knew him when he was an assistant to Tark at Vegas. He subscribed to my high school scouting service. I, he said, can we have breakfast? I want to interview you about these three kids. We have three picks. Sure. We go to the Fairmont Hotel. We sit down in the basement at breakfast. And I said, hey, man, I, well, I lost touch with you for a while. You were at Vegas with Tark. Where, I know you're in Portland. He goes, well, I was in Seattle. And then Bob Witsit left and he took me with him to Portland. I said, hang on a second. You were in Seattle? Did you guys make a trade for Scottie Pippen? That's a sore subject. I don't want to get into it. I said, <laughs> no, no, no. If you want me to help you, you got to tell me. He said, we did. He said the trade was done. It was a home run for us. He said Jerry Krause gave it to some asshole in the Chicago media, <laughs> and he reported it. Our owner freaked out because people started canceling season tickets, and he called the trade off. And I said, that's not how it went down. What do you mean? I said, I'm the asshole in the Chicago media, and I did not get it from Jerry Krause. I got it from Sean Kemp's agent. What? <laughs> he said, if you ever run into George Carl and tell him that story, he'll beat you to death. That's how mad he was, furious that that trade fell through because we knew we were making a great trade. Now, fast forward, my friend Rick Majerus dies, and you know how close I was. Yeah. He was at my wedding. I mean, I love that man. So I go up to Rick's funeral. It's a Saturday. It's December in Milwaukee on Marquette's campus at the church there. I walk in before the funeral starts. There's George Carl. I walk up to him. Excuse me, George. I'm David Kaplan. I'm a good friend of Rick's. Oh, are you a media guy in Chicago? Yeah. Uh -huh. I said, can I ask you a question before this all starts? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys make a trade for Scottie Pippen? He <laughs> said the exact same line. That asshole Jerry Krause gave it to some jerk in the media. I go, not true. How do you know? I said, I'm the guy. I broke that up. I'm the guy who reported it. He said, if I had seen you, I literally would have broken your neck. <laughs> Single-handedly stopped that trade. If you don't report it, Scottie Pippen plays for us. The power of the media. David Kaplan breaking up one of the biggest trades in recent NBA history. Hey, uh, one of our uh, chat followers has a question for you. His name is Stacy King, and he says, Cap, would you bring back Derrick Rose? Yeah, if you want to have a day where you announce Derek's there, but to play? To no. play next, this season. No. 
He can't play anymore. Oh, if Stacy was here, oh. he'd reach out and give you a throat punch. <laughs> oh, really? The he same lo- guy yeah. who wanted Michael Beasley? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, he can't fight with Stacy. He's on the chat. He can't defend himself. Come on. He and I used to scream at each other. Yes. Yes. The, you want the true story? Okay, Stacy, we're gonna be real here. Wait, why, why don't you save that for the when Stacy's here? To, we'll we'll talk that out in person. I want to okay. I want to let everybody know about your great YouTube channel. The recap. You you work so hard at this. Over a hundred thousand subscribers now on YouTube. You do three reports just about every day. You do news of the day, an update on the Cubs and White Sox. You do you do bowls when it's basketball season. You are a tireless worker. In addition to hosting. The morning show with Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Uh, how do you keep your energy up? It's it's remarkable. I appreciate it. Um, this is just who I am, man. This is. I've always told my kids the most important thing you choose in life is who your partner is. You got to be teammates. If you're not, it's never going to work. That's a and b. You got to find something you're passionate about. So tonight I'm going to watch the Cubs game. I'm going to watch the White Sox game. I'm talking to you here. This isn't work. Man, this <laughs> is fun. So I'll watch the two games tonight. I'll do my two recaps. I got the NBA draft to study for. I right. got the uh, NBA free agency. The Blackhawks are getting counterfeit. There's always a story in this market. This isn't work, man. This is not tough. It is a lot of fun. By the way, Stacey King responded, that's dirty, Cap, to your whole Michael Beasley thing. Hey, and, let's, let's... Stacey, no, I would not bring Derek back except to have a nice day for him. He wants to sit on the bench there. His guy Tibbs didn't even play him. Come on, he's done. All right, we're going to let Whispers ask his questions, and I got a few more before we let you go. Go ahead, Whispers. All right, Cap. Well, everyone knows you in Chicago, but they don't know some of your history here. If we go back a little bit. You got to tell the story about when you were actually dead when you were 31 years old. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so I remember playing college football in the Division Three ranks. And I remember I would – there was a play – our coach was uh, Dick Tressel. You remember Jim Tressel? This is his brother. And he sends me in. I'm like the 28th string wide receiver. I'll never forget, 154 shuttle pass. And I bring the play in, and I go line up on the far side of the field. I never played. I never got on the field. So I was supposed to be on the f- near side. They're yelling at wrong side. Well, it's too late. They're going to snap the ball. So I just figure I'm going to go out and block on the corner that's coming up in press coverage. I do that. He crushes me. And I'm laying on the ground, and my heart is racing. And it doesn't slow down. And then I make a tackle in a later game, and my heart's racing again. And I would have these bouts where my heart would race like where I couldn't catch my breath. And I just figured it was adrenaline, whatever. So New Year's Eve, 1990, turning 91, I just got engaged. My late mom is going to look at wedding dresses with my then fiance. And I went to play basketball. I'm playing pickup basketball. I take a shot on an offensive rebound in an old man's game. And I come down and step on someone's foot, roll my ankle, break my ankle. My heart rate skyrockets to 250 beats a minute. And I go to the hospital to get my ankle looked at. The doctor says, I'm not worried about the ankle. It's broken. We'll cast it. Not a big deal. What is going on with your heart rate? You're at 250 beats a minute. I have to admit you. I said, no, you're not. I signed out against medical advice. He said, you understand you could die in the parking lot. Yes, sir, I do. I'm out of here. I leave. 
drive home. A few days later, I get put into uh, cardiac intensive care at Northwestern. They are able to do a procedure and slow my heart rate down enough. My brother's a doctor at the time at Mayo Clinic. He sends my records up there. This doctor calls me. I've never met the guy in my life. First conversation. Um, you may never have that happen again, but I'll bet you it does. You need to either come up here and let me try and fix it, or I'll put you on medication for the rest of your life, and I don't have no idea if the medication's going to work. I said, if I was your son, what would you do? He said, I would tell you to come up here and let me try and fix it. We've never tried this. This is now a standard thing. Back then, it wasn't. I said, okay, when can you do it? This was the day before Thanksgiving 91. He said, I have an opening December 11th at 7 a.m. I said, I'll see you then. I go up there, nine and a half hour operation. He's prepared for this to happen. He's racing my heart so fast. I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I felt like it could jump to Cleveland. And the next thing I know, I'm flying through outer space a million miles an hour. There's stars everywhere. I don't see, you know, a light. There's no flames below. It's nothing like that. But I'm going somewhere. I promise you, I won't be the first thing you think of whenever that day comes for you. But you're going to get there and go, wow, he was right. You're going somewhere. I was headed somewhere. And the next thing I know, I'm back. He's screaming in my face. And he had shocked me with the paddles. And he said, you're good. We pushed you so hard. Your heart stopped. I was prepared. You are good. You had more stress put on your heart in that moment. I fixed it. The thing is never going to happen again. And here we are, what, 30, 30 some years later. I've knock on wood. It's never happened again. So I'm this way because what am I? Why, why worry about the little stuff? Why sweat the little things you can't control? Uh, yeah, and Cap keeps himself in, in great condition now. He ch- totally changed his diet. He works out daily. I mean, he is a, he is the picture of fitness right now. And, you, you know, when you were talking about going somewhere, Cap, I thought you were going to tee up a drive Chevy commercial there. I was heading <laughs> exactly. somewhere, but I didn't know where. ChevyDriveChicago.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you got next, Whispers? Well, yeah, just speaking of that, though, it could have been because his dad was a lawyer and his mom was a dietitian. So between what you're going to eat and what you're going to litigate every day, is uh, that's got to get it. you pretty sharp. That's exactly right. Yeah, they're both gone. And I, you know, my dad always wanted to do what I was doing. He loved the law. He hated the practice of it. And my mom was my biggest fan. I mean, I still, there are moments I get in the car. I used to call her after every show, radio, TV, whatever it was, I would call her and she'd be, honey, I didn't like the tie you were wearing tonight. Or that guest was really good on uh, NBC Sports Chicago. I still reach sometimes go, oh, I can't call her. It's been gone a couple of years, but yeah, that's I was very blessed. So when you were on the uh, Oprah show, you met some young stars and had a big prediction that day. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I got a phone call. Let me back up. There was a kid. He's a high school junior. I see him at the Nike camp, and he's the best player I've seen in a long time. And I've been to that Nike camp, you know, 30 times. I was there when Alonzo Mourning was in high school and Christian Leitner and all these incredible players. And there, I get a phone call from a good friend of mine who's the assistant coach at the time at Farragut High School. Calls me, says, hey, a couple kids and I are in the area where you live up in Deerfield. We had a basketball tournament we were in. Is there any chance we could swing by and your wife could make us a sandwich? Absolutely. Ten minutes later, my doorbell rings. I open it. There's Ronnie Fields, 
who went to my camps for years, great guy. My friend Ron Eskridge, the assistant coach, and there's this seven-foot guy, and I'm looking at him going, that's the kid I saw at the Nike camp. He comes in. It's Kevin Garnett. And my son, Brett, who's special needs, had just been born a month earlier, and Brett is doing nothing but crying. My wife, now ex-wife, is making a sandwich for them. Brings them out, sets the plate there, and Brett's crying. And Kevin Garnett says, let me hold the baby, man. I said, no, no we're good. He's, he's not going to stop crying. Just give me the baby. He, I don't have a picture. I wish I did, but I have the memory. Kevin's got him in one arm. He's eating the sandwich with the other arm, and Brett stops crying like that. He's just, like, looking up at this giant. And anything so is get, possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I get this call in March of 95. He is a high school senior at Farragut and they're like the Beatles. They're unbelievable. They had the late Michael Wright who played at Arizona and in the NBA, Ronnie Fields, Kevin Garnett. I mean, that team was loaded. And I get a call from the Oprah Winfrey show. Would you be willing to come on? We're doing a show on child prodigies. Have you ever seen a high school basketball player in your career that you say that one's going to the Hall of Fame? I said, yeah, one, one guy. His name's Kevin Garnett. So they pick me up in a limo. They take me to Harpo Studios. I'm sitting in the makeup room and this young kid walks up to me. He goes, what's your name? I said, my name's David Kevin. What's your name? He goes, my name's Usher. Oh, <laughs> little kid, little kid named Usher. Then there's. A father and daughter walk in. He comes over. He goes, hi, I'm Richard. I said, I'm David. Nice to meet you. This is my daughter, Venus. Venus Williams. <laughs> this is, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, there was uh, a supermodel in there. She's now become an artist. And it's there Nikki was uh, Catherine Heigl, the actor, the actress. She's in there. And so I, they bring me out. It's me and Oprah and some casting agent. And Oprah says, okay, Mr. Kaplan. Uh, was there ever a player you saw that you said, going to the Hall of Fame? I said, yeah, there's one. He's from Chicago, Oprah. His name is Kevin Garnett. He's a great kid. He has it. Whatever it is, he's got it. Kobe had it. Michael had it. They just There's that, that juice that they exude, and he's a great kid. And she said, I thought you might say that. And Kevin, stand up. I didn't know he was there. He's in the audience. He stands up. And she says, Kevin, you hear all the nice things this man said about you. And he's kind of sheepish. She goes, Mr. Kaplan, you just made a black man blush. And that's not easy to do. <laughs> and she talked to him about you know, what he wants out of life. And I haven't talked to him in a while. I was just in his Showtime documentary about him. I got a message. Would you go on and do this? Sure. They came to my house. But I will tell you, I love that guy. He is my kind of guy. Awesome. Cap, I'm surprised that the Showtime crew didn't call me to try to get the story about the time I beat Kevin Garnett in Papa Shot. That, oh, that, that should have that should have been in the documentary. I was yeah. doing this appearance at a bar, and and he came with a buddy. He was playing for the Timberwolves at the time, and and you know, like a lot of NBA athletes, he was late showing up, so the crowd is kind of restless. And and I was promised, you know, I, I didn't get paid for the appearance, but I was promised I could get a one-on-one -on -one interview with with Kevin Garnett. So I'm like, you know, okay, so Kevin was late. He's in a bad mood. And we do the program, just barely get through it. And, and I said, Kevin, uh, you know, can we do the interview now? And he kind of looks at me like, 
dude, I don't have time for an interview. <laughs> and, and I said, well, I'll tell you what. Let's play a game of Papa Shot. If I win, you know, then you do the interview. So, you know, sometimes big guys like that, it's, t- it's kind of awkward trying to shoot those little basketballs in it. So, anyway, yeah. I beat him, and he, to, he did the interview, and I asked him about possibly being traded to the Bulls. Then he got pissed at me again. So, the, the whole thing wasn't, wasn't a great experience. But it, the, the cameraman at the time, I think I was working for Channel 5, I still have that tape somewhere, so I'll have to, have to bring that out sometime. Yeah, it would be amazing to see. I would love to see. He was <laughs> mad that you beat him because he was a yeah, really competitive very, dude. Like most professional athletes, no question about yeah. it. You got, you got anything else, Whispers? Well, did you ever see the time where uh, Cap litigated with Johnny Cochran? No, I don't think I did. <laughs> That's probably top five interviews I've ever been a part of. We're in a talent meeting at WGN Radio, and they would have these once every two weeks, and there's the late Bob Collins, I mean, a legend. There's Spike O'Dell, legend, Kathy and Judy, legend, Milt Rosenberg, and me. Waddle would never come downtown for these things. He was my partner. I ain't going to that. That's what he would say. Well, I was there to do my sports cast anyway, so I'd go into these meetings. So they would say, hey, we're being offered, you know, so-and-so. Um, Milt would say, I'll take him. Bob would say, yeah, I'll, I'll take him, bring him in studio, the governor, whoever it is. They said, hey, the OJ verdict is probably going to be down in the next couple weeks. We are off, been offered Johnny Cochran to promote his book two weeks after the trial. And Milt Rosenberg said, I have to be the first interview he does in Chicago. That was his rule. Sorry, you're going to be the second. He goes, then I'm out. I won't do it. That was his rule. <laughs> Bob Collins. I'm not putting that guy on and giving him a forum. Spike. I'm with Bob. I'm not doing it. Kathy and Judy. Uh, no interest. Okay, we're going to pass. I said, hang on a second. Are you people aware we're in a ratings game here? Who cares about your feelings? We're not doing it. I said, then let me do it. You're a sports guy. What are you going to do? I said, OJ was a football player. My dad was a criminal defense attorney who had a murder trial in the U.S. Supreme Court. Let me do the interview. All right, we'll let you do it. My dad prepped me for two days, and I had two legal pads full of questions. It was unbelievable. (laughs) Johnny comes in on a Saturday. I cleared all the commercials out, and we had one hour uninterrupted. There was 500 people on Michigan Avenue standing in the window going, is that Johnny Cochran? And we finally get done, and he goes, can I ask you a question? Are you a lawyer? No. Where the hell did you get these questions? From my dad. Uh Uh-huh. Now I get it. He could not have been more humble, gracious. We stayed in touch until he died. I got him tickets to a Bears-Vikings game in Minneapolis. Yeah, he was awesome to deal with. But that was a fun interview, man. Yeah, we had Kim Goldman on the show a little while back talking about that whole trial. Just an unbelievable chapter in American history. Hey, yeah. Cap, before we let you go, I want to do some quick hitters because we promised we'd get to a little bit of baseball and football. So just give me short answers on all of these, okay? Bears, Justin Fields, is he the answer? Is he the franchise quarterback for the Bears? I certainly hope so. I really like him. Now, when I watched him at Ohio State, I actually went back and watched. I have a tape on my computer right over there, and he's playing behind five All-Americans. He's got Chris Olave and, you know, all these other Garrett great Wilson. receivers. Yeah. Garrett Wilson's there. He has Jeremy Rueckert, who's in the NFL as a tight end. Like, everybody's a five-star. He doesn't have that here, and my question is, is his processing too slow? I, I believe on him in him. I'm all in. I think he's going to be the guy. But if he doesn't get it done this year, they're going to go get another quarterback, I'm telling you. 
Do you have confidence in the tandem of Poles and Eberflus? Poles more than Eberflus. I, li- I think Eberflus is a good guy. I, I don't. He's got one season in. He won three games. I love Ryan Poles. I got to spend some time with him at the Indianapolis Combine. I'm all in on that guy. And we should mention ESPN 1000, your new home for listening to Chicago Bears football. That's got to be Great. exciting for the station. Yeah, that's really cool. Really cool uh, to, you know, better access and we can use their studios to broadcast from Bears. Yeah, it's really cool for the station. All right, baseball. Which Chicago team has a better short-term future, the Cubs at the Sox? Short-term being what? Next couple of years. Winning the division at the bottom? Yeah, well, the, the central division losing. is a vast wasteland in both <laughs> yeah. leagues. It is. The, you know, the White Sox put Moncada back on the injured list today. I saw Lloyd grimacing yesterday when he got a hit in the eighth inning. I, there's just something missing there. The vibe isn't good. I think they have more talent than the Cubs. But if I'm buying a stock, I'm buying the Cubs stock. I think 24, they'll be a lot better. And 25, I think they're going to really take off. So I'll tell you it's the Cubs. What about this whole Marcus Stroman episode where he kind of embarrassed the Cubs by saying that they were not interested in talking about an extension? Now, Stroman's in his 30s. He's having an all-star year. He's been sensational. If you were Jed Hoyer, would you extend him or would you be a little bit wary at his age? So he's got one year left, but an opt-out at 20, we'll call it 20. And he'll opt out of that. Yes. So I would tell him, okay, don't opt out. I'll pay you next year at that number to keep my luxury tax uh, number down. And then I'll give you two more years at 30 million a year. He's not going to take that beyond that. No, I'm not. I'm trading him. His history, go back and look at his numbers. He's having a great year. Going to be 33. Yeah, I'll pass. Is David Ross the right manager for the Cubs? That's a really good question. I like David a lot. I don't think he's going to be there long-term because, boy, that bullpen, he he looks down and goes, okay, you think it's so easy? Who are you bringing in? Right, he's tried everybody down there. Yeah, that falls at the feet of Jed and Carter Hawkins, and they've acknowledged that. I'm just not convinced. He's got one year left on his deal after this. I'm not convinced he's the long-term answer. Is it embarrassing for a major market franchise to considering selling off again after two years of uh, bad baseball? It's embarrassing for a major market franchise to rebuild to this degree twice in a decade. That is unconscionable. And the other night, Miles Mastroboni is your DH. He's hitting 153. I could hit 153. That's a joke. <laughs> that, that is a literal joke. This isn't the Royals. This isn't the A's. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Last one for you. We got a question from our uh, YouTube chat, Ben Feldman. I know you had season tickets for the Blackhawks. You were really in on their great run, winning three cups. He asked, what impact will Connor Bedard have on the Blackhawks? Can they turn it around quickly? I don't know about quickly. I think that he will, you know, what is he, 18 years of age? Yeah. Five foot nine. He's a little smaller than Kaner. It's going to take time. You know, when Patrick Kane got here, funny story, I'm working at Wrigley doing pre and post. Todd Hollinsworth and I are at Wrigley in the press dining room. It's like the sixth inning. We're not on until the game ends. And this, this guy walks in. He said, excuse me, am I allowed to get something to drink from that soda machine? I said, <laughs> yeah, is your dad one of the announcers for the team, whoever we were playing? He's like, no. 
I said, well, who are you? Does your, your dad work here? No, my name's Patrick Kane. I just got drafted <laughs> two nights ago. And Connor oh, Bernard sorry. would get the same kind of response because he doesn't if look Patrick like Kane a professional like athlete. He was 12. Yeah. So yeah. can you turn it around with a 5'9 guy and no Taves around him, no Duncan Keith and no Brent Seabrook and Patrick Sharp and all these other guys, Hosa? I'm not convinced it's a quick turnaround. I do like the kid. I think he's wildly talented. Well, Cap, we appreciate you being so generous with your time. I know you've, you've got multiple YouTube uh, reports that, that you have to prepare for tonight. You'll be watching the Cubs going for the sweep of Pittsburgh and the White Sox trying to beat the Dodgers again out in L.A. So thank you so much for joining us. And as Stacy said, we'd love to have you on again to, to talk more sports. Would love it when Stacy's back. And, uh, you know, there's a great highlight of Danny Manning finishing at the rim. And I see number 33 from Oklahoma, who was a hell of a player. I was scouting in the NBA then. Let me just tell you, Stacey King was a hell of a player. I still think that Oklahoma team was better than the Kansas team that ended up winning. That's a sore oh. subject for Stacey. Oh, I know. But he <laughs> was a great, that. <laughs> yeah. Stacey was a great, great player. Yeah, it was very similar to what happened to Illinois in 89 with our buddy Kendall Gill. They beat Michigan twice during the regular season and then lost yep. to him in the Final Four. Same thing with Stacy. Oklahoma had beaten Kansas during the regular season, and then they lose the national title game. I would love to go through my record somewhere in one of my boxes. I have my report on Stacy King. I had to write a report for the Sonics on Stacy King. You're absolutely right. Loved him. Cap, you're the best. Uh, everybody can check him out at his YouTube channel where you can get the recap, uh, daily summary of the day in sports, as well as daily updates on the Cubs and White Sox. And, of course, make sure to tune in with he and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 on the great morning show that they have. Cap, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. You guys, too. I really enjoyed it. Tell Stacy to feel better, and I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Thanks, Cap. David Kaplan, our guest on episode 134 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. We'll give you a couple of tips on uh, what to watch on your local cable channels and streaming services when we return on Give Me the Hot Sauce. We're back on Give Me the Hot Sauce, and David Kaplan will be enjoying some hot sauce very soon. I think we're going to bring Christopher Walken in to tell you folks how you can get your own personalized bottle. That's right, Mark. And you know what's nice tonight? What's that? I'm the big star. There's no king around. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Looks like the bright lights are on me. But if you want some hot sauce and get a big, nice discount, go to GiveMeTheHotSauce.com. Use King21 to get 21% off your first order. You know, the uh, Internet's an amazing thing. I saw something on Twitter earlier this week, Chris, of, of you reading The Three Little Pigs. Yeah, uh, the book. This is like thirty years ago or whatever. I don't know for Sesame Street or whatever, but it, it it was just so hilarious the way you went through talking about the three little pigs and their construction problems. There was many cuts because I couldn't help but say some things that were inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> the three little pigs. Christopher Walken is everywhere. You, you you're shameless. You'll take any job, right? That's right. I mean, even selling hot sauce <laughs> on a podcast. I mean. I've hit every level. <laughs> it might be a little beneath your great career. I huh? mean, from being nominated for Oscars <laughs> with the Deer Hunter to playing Joe Dirt's dad, I've done it all. <laughs> Including reading The Three Little Pigs to a bunch of children. So that, that's, that's great stuff. Um, I don't know where we go from there other than talking about stuff that we've been watching lately. Stacy mentioned in our production meeting yesterday, he's still captivated by From. Have you, have you started that at all? No, it's teed up. But, Is uh, it? I got yeah. caught up in. Uh, 
I think maybe Stacy got scared. That that's why he's not feeling that well. <laughs> that could do it. <laughs> yeah, I watched the preview and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, it's, uh, it's it's off the rails for sure." So, what do you got for the audience? That they might uh, enjoy. I was putting it off because it has such horrible reviews, but the movie Babylon. Mm-hmm. And so, as I it came on finally on the free service, I didn't pay for it, and uh, I thought it was excellent. Really. Yeah, I mean, a real testament to old Hollywood and the transition from silent to talking and all the debauchery, which still continues today, and um, the struggles in Hollywood, the dark side behind the bright lights, and there's a lot of meaning in it, and the acting is excellent, and, uh, you know, the uh, cinematography and showing how some of the old movies were made, it was, it was really well done. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been looking at the uh, Twitch chat, or actually the YouTube chat, and... Uh Ben Feldman asked, do you do a Stacy impersonation? Oh, man. No, I don't. <laughs> you fear for your life, right? <laughs> I do, but I don't, I don't want to have him come back. And You're not going to bring that out? He's not here. He's not here to punch you in the throat. Well, we could do. I could do him doing you, somebody. You like, want to? You want to try your Tyson without being interrupted? I, I promise. Do a little Tyson. I, I, won't, I won't even interrupt. Oh, there. really? Yeah. yeah. Let's well, see what Stacey, you got. Stacy did it perfect last week when he said, "I think I saw a putty tat." <laughs> that's, that's all you have to say. <laughs> that's why I said, "Hey, there's a great impersonation right there. You nailed it, Stace." So you don't want to try it, huh? I, I got to get better prepared. See, so you, oh, you guys keep right. calling yeah, me out right. like this, and uh, you know. I gotta, okay. I gotta have my prep work. Coming soon to an episode of Give Me the Hot Sauce. Timmy Whispers doing. Hey, we, Mike got the, Tyson. we got the glove and the shorts over there getting spiders. There you so. go. There you go. So we want to tell you that. Uh, well, I, I've got a recommendation for folks. I had a chance to check out Love and Death on on HBO Max. It's now just called Max. They've uh, rebranded their service. This is actually based on a true story about a murder in Texas. So kind of a a love triangle where these very devout Christians. You know, one of their women has an affair with uh, with a man, and the uh, other wife finds out, as generally <laughs> happens in those situations, <laughs> leading to a confrontation that ended in a grisly death. And then they follow you through the court proceedings, and it's really very interesting. What seven or eight episodes? But you'll just go through them like crazy because it's a, it's a it's a it, based on a true story. And because I didn't know the outcome, I was really captivated uh, in the final episode to see what the uh, jury now, verdict did, would be. Did you pick this out? Or is this the wife picking this out? No, I. I'm just curious. You know what? The funny <laughs> thing is, one of the reasons the why I saw I saw one of the previews for it, and the guy that played Landry in Friday Night Lights was one of the key characters. And that's the reason why I watched it, to be honest. Well, the reason why I ask is if you keep walking to your house and your wife is always watching like the next 48 and Dateline and 2020, right? And She's preparing for something. So well, the nice thing is we have TVs on multiple levels of the house, so it's not a not an issue. So you don't know if she's planning your death. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. that's loaded there. Well, <laughs> well there we found. Hey, I saw that on one of the shows. I kept walking in. She was watching the next forty-eight every time I came in. <laughs> <laughs> Taking inside the scenes of the Kelly household. Hey, we want to thank our friends at Bigger's Mazda for sponsoring this segment, What Are We Watching? Brought to you by Bigger's Mazda. Their sizzling new Elgin location at Randall Road is the biggest Mazda store in Illinois. Bigger's is offering a bottle of Stacy's Signature Hot Sauce with first test drives of new or pre-owned vehicles. It's your choice. Everything from the coolest SUVs to the stunning Miata. So join the fun at 2100 Randall Road in Elgin at Bigger's Mazda. Of course, Stacy's not here, so that means our buddy... Uh, Mike Amaroth is off today. We didn't yeah. have to drive well, Stacy from the city out well, to Palatine. Well, you know what he did then? He ran off to a Springsteen concert. Yeah, that's right. He was telling me that, he, again, he's going overseas to to watch Bruce Springsteen. That's amazing. Setting a 
He may not have the world record. I know uh, my buddy Chuck Garfine is another guy that goes all over the world to follow Bruce Springsteen. But if you need a ride to your favorite location, you want to be safe. If you're, if you're drinking and going to a special activity, you don't want to be dr- behind the wheel, call our friends at Windy City Limousine. They provide championship service, and making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full-court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact Windy City Limousine at 847-916-9300. Yeah, free rides from the uh, draft next week afterwards. Are they going to bring Stacy to If you use code King21, that's what <laughs> Stacy said. Oh, no, it's, I guess that's not true. He just put it in the chat. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, whispers. <laughs> hey, we want to wish our good friend Stacy King the, all the best. Uh, get well, Stacy. We look forward to seeing you in person next week at McGonagall's. If you want to put up the information one more time, we're doing a live NBA draft show from McGonagall's Pub. That's in Barrington, and we're going to follow through with some of the picks. As we mentioned, the Bulls are involved in a lot of trade rumors, so they might make a move to trade into the first round and, and get involved in the whole madness. And, of course, free agency starts the following week, and it'll be interesting to see a lot of rumors as we talk with David Kaplan about the potential of big-name stars on the move, and we'll see if uh, AK and Mark Eversley got some moves up their sleeve. They could. So come on out. Great food. At McGonagall's Pub, we're going to be there all evening. That's next Thursday, June 22nd. Come out and join us. want to thank the Sriracha crew for their great work tonight. Thank our guest, David Kaplan, for jumping in. Now, we, we talked about having John Starks on the show. You might have seen that on social media. Of course, John Starks, a big rival of the Bulls in the 90s when he played for the Knicks and Stacy was on the Bulls. They also played against each other in Oklahoma. John Starks went to Oklahoma State. Stacy, of course, the pride of the Sooners. So we wanted to have John on when Stacy could be here. So we will reschedule him, and we will get him on a show in, in the very near future. So that's coming down the line. But next week, the NBA draft is going to be the prime focus of what we're going to talk about on Gimme the Hot Sauce, live from McGonagall's Pub. So for Tim Kelly and everybody here, we well, thank you for watching. Wish Stacy all the best. Get well, Stacy. We'll see you back soon. Drive home safely, Chicago. Beep, beep. Oh, my goodness. Give me the hot sauce, Bill. Give me the hot sauce. What are you doing?